guys. Very good to be here. Good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what I must say. So, just, just as an introduction, I feel the words speak themselves. I don't need to even share today because just the worship parades say a lot about what I, I will try to say to you today. And funny thing, myself and Barry never contact before the preaching, so I don't know what he will sing here, but God is great, God's good, and he speaks. So we, we, we sing in my perception, Tony, please correct me if I'm wrong, we sing all the way through the character of God, who God is, right? So I'm here today to found myself in God, like I want to ask you who you are. So that's my question for you. And the preachy, if I give a title, will be founding our identity in God. So I would love to bring you with me in this little journey very quickly. Uh, if I need some grace in five or ten minutes, I will ask you. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so we do some trains together. That very so sometimes we preach there. It must be like ten minutes and like. There is no, no grace. Ten minutes, they cut you down, and that's it. Today, I need grace, please. In Jesus' name. So, let's go. First thing is, I would love to, to know who you are. But not telling to me, telling to yourself. Ask yourself, what defines you as a person? Do you have this answer? Maybe some of us, we don't. What define you as a person before the world and before God? Most important before God, but also before the world. So do you have the identity? I have my ID here uh, from Brazil. I'm very proud of this ID. I don't know why. It's a paper one. And when the police stop me, I show this and they start to laugh. <laughs> I ask them, why are you laughing? I, I never saw something like that. Ah, this is my ID, is my drive license, everything all together. Say where I come from, my mom, dad, name. So everything is here. But this thing here cannot define who I am. Just tell my name and some reference, but not really define who I am. So I will ask you again. What defines you as a person? Keep this in mind. Ask others what they think who you are. Again, others' opinion cannot define who you are, but they have an opinion about who you are. Maybe very wrong. Maybe not so wrong. Maybe sometimes very good. Right? And also... In the third and most important one, ask God who you are before him. So there is three ways to found your identity. By yourself, by the others, and by God in the spiritual way. Always remember that God's ways is the most important one. So I would, I would start with Jeremiah 1.5. 
Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before we were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet of the nations. Here I am, the prophet of the nations. <laughs> I just kidding, but come on. Uh, sorry for this. I don't. Uh, who knows me knows me. I, I'm a I'm a joker for. Uh, I don't know why. But before you born, I sanctify you. I ordained you as a prophet of the nations. Why am I doing here? I'm not prophesying, for sure. God gave this for Jeremiah, but I took this for me by knowing who I am. Because I know who I am before him, and because I know what I want from him, or where, which steps I want to go with him, I took this, Jeremiah, I'm so sorry, but I took this for me. And you should take for you as well. It's a beautiful word to start your journey with God. Not that you must go out and start to prophesy. I prophesy that you're going to be a great... No, come on. Don't be a Benny Hinn or something like that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something that I took, I took to me in faith. And I stepped as well into this in faith, even knowing that I wasn't this guy, that this, this word was for me. This was maybe how many years ago? 3,000 years ago or more. I'm not sure if God reminded me when he gave to this word to Jeremiah. But sure not. But Jeremiah, in, in opposite way, fully in no sense, he told for God, Behold, I cannot do this as I'm youth. I cannot do this because I'm so young. I don't have knowledge. How do you want me to go to the nations and prophesy? Or do whatever you want me to do? So he wasn't prepared yet to step in his identity before God. Because God gave him identity. I'm giving you. You are prophet to the nations. But he couldn't believe in that time. I will explain why maybe later. So let's carry on. I would love to share you to you today a little bit of my life and my history because you see this Brazilian walk around here. What this guy is doing here? You know what I mean? Some people even start manifesting when <laughs> when they don't know you very well. Not not the case here, I'm sure. But there is people out there, what this guy is doing here, he's stealing jobs or whatever. So I want to give you, to you what, who I am and what I'm doing here because I know my identity before God. So let me give you a little bit of background of who I am. I was born in Brazil, right? Brazilian, born in Brazil, uh, in a hostel, Domo, by a, by a woman. <laughs> so was everything like that I, I was I have everything in my life to be the worst guy you see in the world right now my mom sleep with my dad one night and here I am my dad was married to my auntie my mom's sister and here I am so I come out with this very 
turbulent environment of my mom fighting her sister and part of the family with my mom because now she has a kid. I don't know if she, she haven't tried to kill me before I come. Probably she did. She never told me this. But put yourself in her position. So my dad never, never before allow me to, clo to get close to him. He never recognized me as a son. My mom, when I was two months old, because this everything, I didn't actually grow with my mom. She was leaving me alone in two months old at home and going to parties and whatever and whatever and whatever. This is where I come from, the, the small environment, let's say the macro environment that I come from. So my aunties, by knowing this, they say, now we need to take this poor guy, otherwise I don't know what's going to happen with him. My aunties got by my mom's place. They break the door. It was a favela. It was a township place in that, in that time. So my mom was living in a township. They broke the door, and they took me. And they write down a message to my mom. We take Eduardo. Don't come after him, otherwise we're going to call the police for you. That was the message. So I went among my aunties, among four aunties. My family is six aunties and my mom and six uncles. Okay? So 12 uncles and aunties in my mom's side. So they took me and they started to get together to rise me up. Remember that time in Brazil and my family? No money. I come from a very, very poor family. Very poor family. I remember my grandpa, and I loved him like crazy. He never got money to buy meat for his kids. He, he used to get bones at the butchery and cook the bones with pop. So it was the food every single day for years. Little bit of background, right? That is more. Um, so I rose up in this environment with aunties, moving house all the time, up and down, and I never, I never had one reference. So family reference for me is a little bit disturbance. It's a little bit crazy when you talk about, ah, we never grow with a mom, we never grow with a dad. No, I, this auntie today, maybe tomorrow that one, because this one is busy working, and that can't hold me, and then she sent me for a friend, and the friend takes me today until tomorrow, and these kind of things. So always very confusing, very. And I, I wasn't even able to ask where God is in that time because I didn't have the enough knowledge to, to argue with God. Where are you? Because I'm, I was just going with the, the waves, and founding my way out of this. When I, when I got 12 years old, my uncle, one of my mom's brother, he did assume me as his son very, very small, I think about two years old. When I got 12, he, he took my mom to go to the lawyers and give me to him as a son. He said, now this is my son. I rose this guy until today. You're going to give me as my son. And he did. And my mom did. She gave. 
<laughs> it's beautiful, but in a certain way as well, it's a little bit crazy. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so she gave me. And I, I was very proud for this because this guy, he lined down his life in a certain way for me that you couldn't see me here today if he never did this. I promise you. Twelve years old, I was already involved in whatever I could be involved with. I never was a gangster professional, but I was very close by. Walk with gangsters, you know what I mean? Walk among drug dealers. I have friends who is a, like big boss drug dealers in Brazil. But God, he had a plan. I didn't know. We sing this now. I didn't know his plan, but he had a plan. So, 12 years old, first time in the church, get ice cream every Sunday, very excited. Uh, I was going to the church for the ice cream, I promise you. I promise you, not, the Lord know this. I was in the church because of the ice cream on Sunday. It was something that brings me happiness. Spent some time with my father, only Sunday, because he was working a full week. I couldn't see him during the full week. Weekends, we get together, Sunday church. Ice cream, and spend the day together. And then he bring me back to my auntie's house. So this was a little happy place for me in that time that I realized, oh, that's nice. And then start this camping, start these little gatherings, Start, and I start to learn and listen about the Bible. Twelve years old, learn and listen about the Bible. Bible this, Bible that, David history, everything beautiful, everything. I, I start to like this, this life. When I got 18, out of the church. I want to experience the world. I want to see what's out there. I only know church people. And my school friends, so I want to see what's going on out there. I did, from 18 to 23. I'm not going to explain everything I did. By God's grace, is healed <laughs> and forgiven. Um, but when I, when I come back, I come back because I did a big part in my house. Remember, my mom, party girl, me, party guy. I love parties. I love I didn't, I didn't stop to love, but now my part is here. When, when I dance, when I, I celebrate, it's here, it's in this place. I don't have the desire to go anymore, where else, to enjoy myself. If I be with you and enjoying God, I'm happy. So I did a big part in my house. My, I can call him Uncle Father. My Uncle Father was traveling, and... My neighbors phoned him. What's going on here? This guy's crazy. Your street is full. There is car everywhere. The sound is very loud. It's three in the morning. We can't sleep. And I was <laughs> everyone. And I'm telling you, we did party. I, I, I know how to do party, guys. I'm telling you, I know. But God's grace, he took me out, but I know. And we did party. We finish about 5 in the morning, somewhere there. Remember, Brazil time is different here. Né? When I moved to South Africa, this is another chapter. 
I was very sick and feeling very bad. God, you put me in a place that eight in the evening, these people go to sleep and there is no one morning. What's going on here? So no more parties, no more nothing. And then my father come back the next day and the neighbors, blah, 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 blah. He cast me out of the house. He literally kicked me out of the house. He says, whatever you take now, you take. If you don't take, I will burn because I don't want to even have memories of who you are. This is what he says to me. So it's a little bit tough, right? But I, I knew I need this. So I went to sleep in a, in a construction. I was working for constructions that time. Uh, they put me to sleep in the floor, underground. No bed, no nothing, rats and everything. It was for eight months. Until my mom called me and said, why you don't give me a chance and come to live with me? I say, mm, I don't know. I never had a relationship with my mom. Never. I, I, I actually, I was seeing her and treating her as my auntie. One of my aunties, ah, this is my auntie. Because my real man is this one who, this one who rose me up, this one, this one, this one. These ones who sacrificed for me, they, they actually, they, they become my mom, right? And my mom never. So I was a little bit, uh, I don't know, but I was sleeping on the floor with the rats. I say, at least I have a bed and I, I'm going to have some food and maybe some rest. So I went. But didn't work well and I knew before this. I was 23 years old, almost 24, and my mom one way with my brothers and sisters there, other way with me, fights, not working well. She kicked me out as well. So I end up crying to my uncle, one of my uncles, another one, to receive me. And he says, I remember to today. You can stay here for a little while, but I promise you, if you do something again, I'm going to kick you out as well. I was just an unbehaving people, person, let's say. Not that bad guy, but party and mind very crazy. I'm sleeping wherever I want, doing whatever I want. It was my identity for long, almost for 25 years in my life. And then my uncle father, God forgive me, he went to my house and he says, I think we need to talk. I say, yes, let's talk. What's going on? No, this and that, and I want to forgive. I don't want to even talk about the past. Come to my house, take your things, let's go. I say, what? No, let's go. You, you, can, you can move back today. I say, no, I'm not going to live with you anymore. Why? No, because I, I need to find myself. I need to find myself a place. I need to, to grow or, or do whatever I need to do. And he says, okay, but at least come to my house this weekend. We want to, to have you there. So I come to the house, all forgiven. Uh, we never more, until today, we never more spoke about this. I'll clean, I'll forgive it. And yeah, it was a beautiful forgiveness of God, but then I lied to him again. So I did something again. He was paying for me to have a school, uh, to study and do some professional 
kind of training, and I was spending this money with a girlfriend. And I didn't told him. I, I was leaving home every day. As pretended I was going to the school, but I was with her somewhere, doing whatever, spending his money. In going to the church. Hmm, funny enough, eh? Going to the church every Sunday. I, we, were, we were doing together something uh, for me to get a job. We went together for a specific unemployed service at my back, back in Brazil, my church. And one day there, God had convinced me. I don't know who was in Fort 12, like I was hiding stuff in this and this and that. But God convinced me in that time, as he did convince Hannes there, you need to, to tell what you're doing. You need to stop with this and you need to tell him what you're doing. Yeah, I start to cry before the time. And he just looked at me quiet. Don't even touch me. As the, as the service finished, we, I asked him, can we not go home? Can we just sit here and talk a little bit? He said, yes. So I did this, I did that, I did this. I took your money and I, he says, I knew everything. And I knew God one day, I was praying, God one day will convince you and he will change it. From this day until today, right now, I did promise him, I never more gonna lie to you or to anyone in my life. I never more gonna make fake stuff for anyone. I never more, by my will, will deceive anyone in my life. I will push myself to be the most honest person in the world. I will push myself to be the most, we can't be righteous, okay? I'm not, not, not saying I'm righteous, I am not. I still fight against myself every single time. But God remind me this promise I did 20 years ago. Who you are with me, who you are, who you are in me. Are you a liar? Are you a deceiver? Are you an evil person? Or you are my son? So this is who I am today. This is who I am before the Lord. And I embrace this identity that People don't like me because I'm so straight in what I do. So this reminds me of the prodigal son. My father was waiting for me to come back with white arms wide open. And he says, one day you're going to repent and you're going to come back. And I did. Praise the Lord. So, from this point forward, it started in my heart the process of healing. Remember, if you are a liar, you will not run away for lies like this. If you involve in pornography, you will not run away like this. If you involve in sexual immorality, you will not get away like this. It was a healing process, but a healing process with confession of all the time that I miss. I miss it, I confess. I miss again, I confess. And that was the process that I, I carried on for a little years, or quite a few years, with me, with my leaders, with God, with my brothers and sisters in church. 
So then in this healing process, I first forgive my mom. I never call her mom in my life. It starts at 25 years old, 26. Not even when I was living with her. She has a nickname, which is Chica. So I was calling her Chica. And one day, one of my aunts says, why you don't call your mom, mom? I say, because she never was my mom. You are my mom. So this healing process starts by forgiving my mom. And I did. In a very hard, heart-feeling time. And I did. And we become family again. After this time. And after I healed my, with my mom, I told myself, I don't need my father. Leave him alone, leave him, do whatever he wants. I have my uncle father who loves me so much. Why I need this guy? I don't need him. And I was start to grow in the profession, start to make money. I did quite a few money in Brazil. And when you have money, you say, I don't need this guy. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit of pride. But God, he had another plan for me. He sent my brother, who is gay, to my house to bring me back to my father. He started to knock on my door. I told him, I don't know you. I'm your brother. I don't know you. You're crazy. It's like you come to my house today and say, you're my brother. I say, okay, my, my father travels a lot, but you're my brother. You're crazy or what? <laughs> so, we are brothers. You are brothers. We are, you know we are brothers. But I talk in flesh. And he says, I'm your, I'm your brother. I'm son of Orlando, my father's name. And he wants, he wants your forgiveness. I say, I don't want to see this guy. Sorry. I'm very good here. I don't need him. Tell him to don't come. Please, I'm not going to receive him in my house. And I had my own house and a lot of Christian people there because in that time I was good in the church. So party, bride, we bride a lot in church, né? Because church, church party is about eating. It's not about drinking like crazy. We eat a lot. You can see. <laughs> and yeah, I, I told him, no, please, no, 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 no. And... Yeah, in the end of the day, I accept him to come to my house, but I told him, don't bring my father. So he, start, he was very persistent. And I, re, I still talk to him about his persistence. One day, he was graduating architecture, and uh, he invited me to go with my sister. And he says, my, uh, he don't say my father will be there, but he says, no, I want you guys there and this and that. I say, why is this guy inviting me for this party? Because only very close friends or only family, that's very close family can go for this party because it's very expensive and it's limited space. So it's about 10, 15 invites for each graduator. Graduator? Is that the name? Yeah. I didn't know. So I went with my sister. And there you go, my father was there. And he came to meet my son, and I was, oops, oops, oops. My son, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> Not my son. And he, he already started to cry, and he asked me to forgive. In that time, I was very hard in my heart. I say, uh, let's meet tomorrow. Uh, I'm not so good right now. Let's talk. Let's be friends. But 
we meet tomorrow out of this environment, and then we can talk. I went in the next day, but God already broke my heart in the way back home. So I already knew I will forgive this guy. And I did, again. So I went the next day to have lunch with him. And we spoke a lot, a lot of tears. I, I could pull up a, a basket with my tears. A lot of tears, a lot of... Yeah, but the heart was... Ah. You know, when your heart is like feeling bad, pain. I don't want to forgive. Ah. The demon started. Ah. I say, no, get out in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I, I did forgive him. Eight months later, I went to visit and meet all my family for his side. Very proud guy, lots of money. I'm going to stay in a hotel. I'm not going to stay in your house. Sorry. So I went and stayed in a hotel. And there God break me again. Because my family, they took me like someone they knew for many, many years. No asking, no question, just love, 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 and love. Today, today, I speak to my father, both of, both of us, we cry every time we speak. But we cry because we miss each other. We cry because we love each other so much and we, we want to be together. We cry because there is love, God's love in me and in him. I am the only son, the older one. I'm the only son or daughter who can kiss him. He don't allow any son or daughter to kiss him. I do. And he does for me as well. Can you understand this? Can you see the table turning like for a very good will? Why? Because of God. In me first. Because my identity because what I found in God to be. Because if it's my flesh, I never will forgive this guy. He's going to die and burn in the hell because of me. Because I want him to burn in the hell for what he did for me. But God, he does different way. He does forgiveness. He cleans the heart. He cleans the past. And he, all the things become new. So, Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. I can tell you something. God can move me tomorrow for whatever he wants. God can kill me tomorrow if he wants. I already feel this word. For me as well, in faith. My days went longer ready. I'm ready. If, if the Father wants to teach me, please come and teach me. I'm ready. <laughs> I have enjoyed too many things in life. And I know who I am before him. That I long to be with him. To be honest, I don't want to be selfish. And leave you behind. Let's go with me. <laughs> <laughs> but honor your father and mother. I only realized this very late stage. Very late stage. Maybe because this I'm still alive. By God's grace. And then comes the South Africa chapter of my life. 
I'm going to skip some stuffs because out of this is church, work, studying. I was working for a very big company and making lots of money. I can, if you're translating rains today, about six to 70,000 rains a month. Somewhere there. Salary. I'm not talking about they pay my house, they pay my wash, they pay my food, they pay my transport, my petrol, my car, the girl to cook and clean the house for me, everything paid. 70,000 in my pocket. I no need to expand with nothing. That was my salary before I, I, res I, I didn't resign. They, they took me out. But I was working for this company, and I was doing corruption. Do you know what corruption is? Something that kills people every single day out there. So in Brazil, if you do constructions, you don't do corruption. You, you don't belong. So I was the guy who was making all the plans, project manager. I am graduated project manager from PMI. PMI is the International Institute of Project Management. I got the certification in 2006, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, doing constructions, airports, roads, big hostels, whatever big, industrial, but doing corruption. I told God many years ago, right? I'm not going to lie. But I was lying because I was doing corruption. But in my mind, in my deceived heart, God, I work for this company. I have a boss who commands me to do this, this, and that. Your word says I must obey. <laughs> I'm just being obedient. I promise you, I told this for God. I did. And I was obedient. I was giving him back what the word says to me. But God's plans, you know, it's not like that. He started to convince me that I was wrong. It was a process as well. And in the day that he really convinced me, he sent one of my sisters in the church, very close one, I can call her the, my real sister, Likor, her name. And she went for a job interview, and this boss asked her, I'm going to pay you like 1,000 salary on the contract, but out of the contract, I give you another five. But why? Because the company must pay a lot of, for the government to employ you with high, high salary. It's almost double. Government fees upon employment is very high in Brazil. So they try as much they can to pay you out of the contracts. I did receive a lot of money out of the contracts. God forgive me. And Likor came back in the next day for me. I was praying for her and this and that, very excited. She says, I refused the job. It was Sunday and we have pizza after church. You refused the, the job, you're crazy. Now, they offered me money that wasn't in my contract. I can't accept this. I'm a Christian girl, and I, I love Jesus first. He will provide. Ah, why she say this for me? Next day, I jump in my car, company car, driving four hours to get back to my working place, crying from the start to the end. 
and repenting before the Lord. Again, lies, deceiving people. I told God, it's in your hand. Whatever you want to do, you do. He stopped this company a few months later. He stops all the work there. They found corruption. wasn't through me. They start to get the money back from the company. The company dismisses everyone, including me. It was November. I went in a 412 conference back in Brazil. Same, not same as here because very small. 412 conference. There, crying like a baby. Repenting before the Lord. And many words start to come true. I see you as a this. I see you going to another nation. I see you doing this and that. I see you prophesy. I see you... Nah, nah, nah. Guys, you're crazy. You see me in too many places. I, not, I, can't, I can't even speak in English. Huh? When I moved to your house, I didn't speak English. I remember Ashley talked to me like crazy. And Tony just said to her, hey, he don't understand you. Stop it. And Tony to speak to me, you want water. What's like that? You food, hungry. Ask him. I move it here. No English. I still don't speak English. Sorry. Forgive me for this. I never, stu I never studied English in my life. Never studied English in my life. Whatever I, I can speak here is because God's grace. So, then I moved to South Africa. I started to face all my fears, doubts, mistakes. I started to be part of many things because I, I say, I can't just be in this country and enjoy the beauty of this country. I need to, to step in. He also remember leaving early from his house, he come back late. Sometimes he pointed me, where are you? You're not home yet. Remember this. I was in Kalicha. I did live in Danun. Who knows Danun here? I did live in Danun three months. There. Living there. Three months. I know who I am, God. I can step wherever I want. I know who I am. I'm not being pride here. I promise you I'm not. I just have faith. And I start to seek God in everything. I start to fast and pray like a crazy left and never before in my life. You want to fast? Come with me. I want to fast you too. Three days fasting like crazy. Praying for someone that I don't even know. I remember fast for love more in Kalicha. Three days, not eating. In the third day, 12, I say, I can't anymore, guys. I need to eat. I'm going to die. And they say, go, my son. Go, go, eat. Fast and pray for someone that I don't even know very well. I know who I am, God. Seeking the poor. Seeking the ministries. I was involved in prophetic team with Nadine, Julie DeLaw, Maloney. We started to travel among the church and prophesying. I went in every outreach that I could engage with. Every single one. I went to kids ministry. I went to kids ministry with Nick. 
In that time, Nix was running the kids. He today is in, in Australia. I went to youth with Lance, Lance McIntosh, the guy who leads Malawi today. He was the youth leader for long. Every single thing in youth, he phoned me. Are you ready, Brazilian? Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I made myself available for one and a half year for this church, full time, no salary. God is good. He provided. He provided. I, I don't know how much I own this guy if I need to pay him what he did for me. Praise the Lord, I don't need to pay because everything is paid <laughs> by Jesus. By Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I, I seek the honesty. I really do. If you open my Facebook page, it's there. Be my friend in Facebook, you will know. It's not only there. If you know me, you know me. Louise, she knows me a little bit because she works in an environment, that same environment that I work. You can go to her and ask who I am there. Ask. Even the clients, they know me. Every Wednesday, I sit there in the morning with some clients. And we have talking, we have fun. One hour talking rubbish, nothing. No believers. But they need someone who believes among them. I know who I am in God. Do you? Do you? Do you? I want to challenge you today. If you don't know who you are, in God, it's time. It's time to step out. It's time to forgive whatever must be forgiven in the past. It's time to change whatever needs to be changed today. It's time to reach out whatever must be reached out today. It's a process. It's not something that's going to happen like this in your life. Don't be afraid. Will be pain? I promise you. Will be. Don't come. Guys, what was the only thing Jesus really promised us? Suffering. He really promised us suffering. But watch out. Will be the reward out there in the future when you reach Him. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Let me check the time here. Asia, going to need 10 minutes grace. That's fine. Can I have 10 minutes grace? Please. Just so get the conclusion. So, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have become new in my life. Jesus has this for you, 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 for you. If you think that you reach it, the position that you experience everything, ha, you're super wrong. All things become new every single morning. And then the lost in landing now. I went to South Africa for one and a half year, back in Brazil. I, I, I stayed in a very bad situation back in Brazil. 
when I come back, people talk. You know those people talk. And they say, no, this guy, he, he refusing to do this and that. And companies talk among each other. In my position, they talk a lot. And everyone says, no, Eduardo is not welcome in the market anymore. I didn't find any job. For almost one year, unemployed, back in Brazil, after spending all my money here in South Africa, serving the Lord, I went back home and I had the house. But I promise you, it was days that I was trusting the Lord to eat in that day. I didn't have money to buy a Coke. My mom, my beautiful mom, she left me a debt in my complex. She wasn't paid the complex fees. She wasn't paid the water and electricity for long. So I come back with the receipt. I'm a, I'm a planner, right? I plan things. I'm a good planner. I promise you. I plan everything. I did a reserve there. When I back, I have a reserve for three, four months. I found a job. Everything's good. Everything is fine. One year, no employment. My neighbors start to knock my door. Hey, Eduardo. I'm sad, like very down. I have food for you. You want to come to my house eat with us today? I say, what? I never told anyone about this. Because I told God, you want me to walk this journey, I will walk. But no one will know. Not even my family. One day, some of my relatives, they went to my house. Oh, what is in your fridge? They opened. Nothing. Water inside. And they start to talk to one another. They did a big shopping. Fruits, vegetables, supermarkets, everything. They brought for me. It was like three months after I come back to Soda, from Soda. I was just asking God, you want me to walk this way, I will walk this way. You want me to don't eat today, I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to force. I'm not going to visit someone that I know they have food there. If you want me to eat, they come here, and I eat here. And they come. Many times, my father, Uncle Father, oh, we, I don't know, I just feel like we, 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 we just went in a restaurant, we bought too much food, I brought something for you. Uh, my partner, Eugene, he, he used to say, I have cro crocodile skin. Too much suffering is going to make your skin tough. If you, if you look to me today, I'm not that easy guy. Not that everything's soft, everything's good. No. I, I have a very tough journey. And sometimes this also reflects in me, in my personality. I am very straight. I know who I am. But I am very good as well. I, am, I have a big heart for people and for church and for, for the poor. In my arm, I don't know if you can see from there, there is a scripture here. It's Joshua 3, 7. Can you put up for me, Nelzine? And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel, that they may know 
that I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'm so sorry, Mr. Joshua. I also took this for me. I did. And I advise you, take this for you as well. I'm in South Africa today. I'm running a business of a few million rains up and down all the time. I don't want to show myself to you guys. I promise you I don't. I need to show what I'm doing for you to understand, okay? It's, it's quite a few millions on the floor today. I run all the business from here to Namibia. Every South African coffee roaster, they know me. They know who I am. They know I am Christian. They know I not negotiate my values. They know I'm not going to do funny stuff. They know I keep my word. Ask Louise. Her, her boss is like me. He's very straight guy. Also, Josh Jane. Ask him how many times I miss him around. Never. If I do, I'm going to go there first thing and I'm going to apologize. Because I can do wrong things as well. So, in conclusion, I would love to invite you to found yourself in God. Found yourself. Start to seek. Start to seek who you are. Start to seek where he wants you. Have you ever asked God if he wants you to cook? No, I'm just using an example. Please, I don't want to ashamed you. Have you ever asked God if he wants you to play guitar? The business I have today has come from a dream. My partner's dream, not my dream. I did plan to sell hot dogs at the beach. I bought everything to sell hot dogs at the beach. Because they say to me, Josh Jane, it's not good for you just be here and not work. You need to do something. My partner come down the stairs on early morning, 6 a.m., shouting, shouting. Do, do, do. What about coffee in Brazil? I say, I don't know nothing about coffee. Start to learn because I feel God speaking to us through coffee. Leroy come, come a lot to my place. He knows how he's there. Found yourself in God. Found. Don't, don't negotiate. Don't give away. Found yourself in God. Found yourself in society. In the way that you live. The environment you, you face every single day. Will be people there that's not pleasure. Will be people there that's going to offend you. Will be people there that's going to hurt you. I did. I did hurt many people in my life. By God's grace, I think I did ask forgiveness for everyone. If they don't give me, it's up to them, but I did ask. Found yourself in society. Found yourself among your family. Who you are among your family. It include, includes church. 
it's very easy for us as leaders to percept who step out and who step in. It's very easy. You don't need to, to, to do too much effort to see. But I feel that God is calling you. Found yourself before he gives you more. That's the first step we must do as a family, as a church, as a people. It's found ourselves. It's stamp our identity with something that God gave to you. We take the Bible in some verse and say, this is who I am. It's not about my name only. It's not about my parents' name or whatever else. But I know who I am. If you need to write down who you are, write down and put this in your wall. It's practical. You're going to remind because devil, he will try to, to convince you that you are not. This is his job. He's going to convince you. You are not. You don't belong. There is people here who feel alone. Why do you feel alone? If you found who, who you are, it's not going to take you anymore. And to finish, uh, unfortunately, Tony spoke. Uh, he's still my, my preacher today on the stewardship. So I'm going to say again. <laughs> Same one, bro. God's good. <laughs> Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned whatever state I am, be content. Whatever state I am, to be content. I know how to be in need. I know. I know. I know how to be in a bound. I know. I promise you I know. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to be abound and to suffer need. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I'm so sorry I also took this for me. <laughs> Come on, take for you as well. Can I please tell you? Paul, when he wrote this, he was in a prison. He was suffering. He was like almost dying. And he says, I, I, I pass for every way that I could pass. But I know who is my Lord is. And I know who I am in Him. Because I know who I am in Him. I can do all things in Christ who is strange to me. Amen? Thank you.